Welcome to another edition of the Views from the Friend Zone podcast. It's your boy Real Talk Marv, who I got in the building with me. It's your boy Cliff Brockman. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy Sunday, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Before we start the show, we got to talk about these crazy playoffs. <laughs> I feel like they don't want my man LeBron to win. My man LeBron did everything but fix the plumbing on you know Thursday, and they still... Lost, you know what I'm saying? J.R. Smith was high on the Henny, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or he, yeah. he hit that hydro or something. What What you think about what happened on Thursday? Um, at first, I'm gonna say I got a new found respect for LeBron. These playoffs is what he's doing is amazing with that team. I think game one they robbed themselves. George Hill missing the free throw. Mm-hmm. J.R. not paying attention to details. Like, you can't be in a basketball game and not know what's going on, especially especially the NBA Finals. Yeah. Maybe a regular season game, you get away with it and say, yo, I, I thought it was a tie game. In the Finals, there's, this, there's certain things you could not know. You could not know what offense they're about to run. You, you might not even know what offense your team's about to run, but you got to know what the score is. But the Finals define legacy. Yeah. When it all said and done, it always defines what you, what you did for your career. That's what the, the Finals is about. You know, to this day, when we talk about Chris Webber in college, we never talk about how great he did in college. Is when he called the timeout. Exactly. You know, so you you gotta you gotta pay attention to detail, especially as a basketball player. Jr. been playing too long not to know what's going on. So that's the. But fact. A, it was a crazy good one, game one, and LeBron went off crazy. So tonight, well, hopefully, LeBron get a chance. You know, what I'm saying At, everyone said it was a fill out game. They got to get their feet wet to see what's going on. You know, yeah. what I'm saying so. You know. We'll see what's going on Sunday, but, you know, I'm not going to further delay. We'll jump into the show. And okay. the first topic I want to talk about is Willie Lynch. Now, I know y'all wonder, why did I bring up Willie Lynch? Anyone historically know Willie Lynch was someone who wrote a, a piece back in um, slavery time saying how if you affect the slave's mind, you could keep them enslaved forever. You got to do certain things to play with their mindset, play with their, their ideology, their psychology, and that's how you keep someone enslaved. Like you could, f- you could do things to make them be scared or feared. Yeah. But it's more like embedding fear in the person's brain through psychological things. And as deep as that is, I want to bring up something that's not that deep, but it's the Drake versus Pusha T kind of thing. And the reason why I, I compared that, you know, what mm-hmm. I'm saying, is because you know, it's a lot of slavery implications when we talk about how us as black people tear each other down like to win you know what I'm saying like you know I feel like anytime a lot of times these rappers battle sometimes you know it's over foolishness and stuff like that but I feel like in order to advance ourselves we always feel like I don't shine just because of my skills alone I always gotta bring somebody down and you know cause Drake is on top people always throw little shots at Drake hoping that they can yeah. get that smoke from him you know what I'm saying yeah yeah so, you know, Cliff is going to go get our guest, so I'm going to talk a little bit. Um, and I think, you know, it's it's an issue that we have as a society where we try to prove our worth 
by tearing the next person down. And I always, people always say, well, that's the nature, the sport of hip-hop. That's how hip-hop is. Hip-hop started, you know, hip-hop advances culture through battles and being able to snap and on the corners, and I get that. But I just feel like, you know, our mentality is like we get more excitement to see each other go at each other than just to see people shine itself. And there's always a comparison. We always have to compare, you know. We don't let two people have their own greatness. We always feel like, you know, if someone gets shine, like if someone gives LeBron props, then Jordan fans get in their feelings, you know what I'm saying, and say like, oh, well, he's not as good as Jordan. He didn't do this, do that. And I just feel like I've never heard someone, you know, in other cultures be like, you know, Tom Brady's great. But he's not, you know, I can't call him the greatest because of Joe Montana and people fight over it. People allow a little more rigor room for opinions, but I don't feel like we allow ourselves that same kind of rigor room in our culture. And I just wanted to know, like, you know, why do we still have that Willie Lynch embedded in us? You know what I'm saying? Where we just continue to just tear each other down. And the Drake thing, the Drake and Pusha T thing is just hip-hop. You know, I thought Drake kept it on a level that was, you know, respectable. Did, should he have mentioned Pusha T's fiance? No. But people say, oh, once he mentioned the fiance, everything was fair game. But all he did, all he did was just say, put a ring on him like Virginia Williams, who happens to be Pusha T's fiance, and then Pusha T. Pusha T let the devil out of him. You know what I'm saying? Pusha, Pusha T went places that we didn't know, you know, Drake had issues in, you know? I'm going to welcome in our beautiful guest, Amanda Hayes. At this point, Amanda's not a guest. Amanda's just a, a regular <laughs> show <laughs> member, a regular team member. So I'll have her, you know, jump on. The a first topic we're talking about is <laughs> Willie Lynch, right? And I did a quick little spill on how... I feel in our country, in our culture, was you know I'm wondering why we're still ingrained on tearing each other down for progression, and I brought up the Pusha T Drake thing. Even though it's just a hip hop beef, I feel like in our culture, yeah, we get excitement from tearing each other down more so than just people giving props to each other. Like especially for people who are on the top, when Fifty was on top. Mm -hmm. People poke jabs on. He's not really tough. Look, he's soft like that. When Ja Rule was on top, 50 kind of went for Yo, his neck. 50, I, I think 50 ended his career. Yeah. And, but they're still, <laughs> they're still fighting now, right? And now that since Drake's been on the top, people be like, oh, he's too, he's too arrogant, and that's why people are coming at him and stuff like that. So I'm going to jump into it. Do you still feel we suffer? The first question of the Willie Lynch topic is, do you still feel we suffer the effects of slavery? And I know... Hip hop, battling hip hop is just one particular aspect, but if you look at it in any particular, anything that we excel at, mm -hmm. as soon as we come to the top, I feel like sometimes it's our own people who are the quickest to try to bring us down or celebrate us down for, whether it be what Cosby's going through, whether it be what, what other people and stuff like that. And I know we talk about that sometimes, but do you think we still suffer the effects of slavery? Um, in terms of rap beef, I'm I'm out of the loop when it comes to um, Pusha T, Pusha and, T Drake. and Drake. I didn't hear. I mean, I haven't been listening. What's been going on? Because somebody please oh, nah, me this. 
something about Drake having a baby or something. Yeah, yeah. So it's a lot is of. It, first of all, is it true? It it, it, it is it, true. It is true. But it, um, to give you a little a brief summary of what's going on with Pusha T and stuff, it's a lot of it's a lot of jabs going on between. It's been going on for years between Birdman, Lil Wayne, and Pusha T just came out with a new album. Says something about Drake not being on. Um, writing his own lyrics and stuff and he has ghost writers and stuff and that's that, been like a rumor for yeah and that's that's where the drama began you know so yeah. I wanted you to talk into the mic so that's all right. our audience can hear and then Drake came back talking about how Pusha T's old and he's chasing behind Kanye West was it a dope comeback it was a dope comeback okay. but the level of disrespect that Pusha T came back on that's the next true. end uh-huh. it, was, it was real bad he was and we, the reason what made me think about Willie Lynch and the slavery thing, because part of his comeback to Drake, he was saying how, oh, Drake, it, it, to some of the Drake is not black enough. Drake didn't wear his afro because it didn't kind of nap up like a black person's afro should. It, it kind of it, it took me to another level because I was just like, if well, that's gonna be a question, so I'll I'll I'll, I'll get to that. But long story short. Besides for Drake being an illegitimate father, uh, well, being a, a degenerate father, a deadbeat father, mm-hmm. which we come to find out after the fact that they've done research and Drake is taking care of the kid. Oh, God, so this is true. But Drake was waiting to do a, a whole, uh, you know how, how you market it, right? Like how people take pictures of their kids mm-hmm. and then they make money promoting their kids. Yeah, exactly. So Drake was going to premiere his son. How old is his son? He was born in October of 17. Oh. So he's less than a year. Uh-huh. It's like, what's that? Eight months? Yeah. Roughly eight yeah. months, nine months. He was going to promote him like how DJ Khaled promotes his son kind yeah. of thing. But since Drake is not in a relationship, it mm-hmm. was like the girl's a porn star. Mm. Which is weird, right? Because she has <laughs> nude scenes. No, the reason why it's weird, she has nude scenes, but she has no scenes where a dude penetrated her. Does that make her a porn star? No, does that make her a porn does star? Does that really make her a yeah. porn star? Is she, is she a porn star or she's a playboy bunny like you have to kind of change? Yeah, she has like videos. It's no. weird, right? But my the, uh, to get back on the topic of it, mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, Drake is not innocent. Drake is not, you know, Drake is whoever. But I feel like, you know, it's our mentality of I got to tear down who's on top. Like, do you think people would go so hard? But wait a minute. Did he come for Drake and then Drake responded? Yes. So you're feeling like he's tearing down. Pusha T's been coming at Drake for years since when Drake started. Yeah. And one time Drake was just like, I don't know why we had beef. Every time I see him, it's cool. But. If he has beef with me, I understand it's a tough time for rappers and a lot of people are struggling. So he kind of, and this was when before Drake was Drake Drake. This was yeah. like when he first first started. But anyway, do you think we suffer from effects from slavery as far as us having the mentality that we have to tear each other down or to to make master happy? We kind of report on each other or like expose each other for that, you know, for that glory instead of our own merits kind of thing. Um, I do think in a way that we do, everyone wants to, well, in the industry, they want to be in the spotlight. Mm -hmm. So once they see someone doing something, it's just like, all right, let me get up there too. Let me get back to where I was or something like that. I feel like that. The reason why I kind of feel that way strongly, because I feel like, you know, in other other cultures, you know, fashion or whatever, Mm -hmm. I feel like 
the up and coming young people mm-hmm. kind of look to the older people and get mentorship and kind of like, look, you're where I want to be. Can you kind of guide me that way? And the older people to stay on kind of be like, yo, I welcome this this young person. In. Yeah. But I feel like in our culture, it's just like I can only stand on the chrome if I if I rip it off of your head kind of thing. Yeah. And it is because a lot of the times controversy sell, right? So a lot of the That's times true. Yeah, a lot of the times yeah, like like fifty is one of the worst yeah, well, he's <laughs> worst people at that. I love fifty he's from my hood. <laughs> but he's one of the worst people at that. Controversy sells and right. So a lot of the times somebody could be super talented or, or you know, he had good regular lyrics, whatever. But he know he can't play this angle, so he come in there with the aggressive attitude and start mm-hmm. tearing people down. The Fifty Cents, the mm-hmm. uh, who else does that? Uh, Uncle Murder does that a lot. You yeah. know, people do different tactics. Uncle Murder is dope to me. Yeah, though. I love Uncle Murder. He Murda. is. Uh, people, people do different tactics. You know, to try to get their money. Like you know, it's sad because like that happens in hip hop, but like you know, rock and roll and all these other places, they just could come in. And, and get it fill the spotlight and feel and no okay weed. and feel no okay, but That's we have good. we have to come in and be so negative before we start being positive sometimes mm-hmm. just to get that shining light because you know regular lyrics but it's crab in the barrel yeah why, why our culture got to be crab in the barrel just think about it. That's another reason why even hip hop older heads in hip hop. Hip-hop has been dope for the last 20, 30 years. Mm-hmm. And especially now, it's like the number one genre as far as making revenue and stuff like that. But our 80s and 90s stars mm-hmm. are not out here making money like that. Right? Because the way that we design the culture, are they old, they're whack. You don't understand, Ozzy Osbourne, a lot of these rockers who are in their 60s and 70s... But they have a different st- story to tell, though. So See, you think you think hip hop has a time story, and that's why Absolutely. it doesn't age well. I think so, definitely. What and, I feel like to an extent, how much are you gonna rap about the same shit? Like no, but but, but what are the rock and roll? After you have made or, like four or five albums so of you think about it. Look at streets. pop. Look at pop music. Mm-hmm. Look at the bubblegum stuff that's talked about in pop music, right? <laughs> it still ages really well. Yeah, it does. It does. Cindy Lauper. Still makes money with her corny music from the eighties. Not corny, with her poppy music from the eighties. You meant corny, but that, <laughs> like, why? Why can't our culture age the same way? I think it's our mentality of tearing yeah. down our stars. Let's think about it. Look at you would think that Jay Z musically mm-hmm. would be so respected, but it seemed like every star who came after Jay Z generation, mm-hmm. the Dipset era and, and stuff like that. Or take shot. Oh, you old, you old, you but, old. But, you but nobody complains is? about that age you, in, in, in other genres. You 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 know what it is. Look at Madonna. Madonna carries herself like she's still twenty but something. It, and Madonna's almost sixty. It, but you know what? And it everyone is? still gets hip hop. Hip hop is like that. And what you call it? Hip hop. When it comes to that, has like a negative connotation or all that because sometimes the older generation they don't accept the new generation though they don't open arms with them. I autom- agree with that. They automatically. Yeah, I, no, I no, think it's like I'm, that because let me ahead, explain. Yeah. The older generation don't accept the newer generation with open arms like that. Instead of talking to them, let them know how they could progress, they automatically attack them because they get they, because no because they because they're getting money so fast. There's guys that there's guys that never made millions of dollars and they was rapping for 30, 40 years. They made they, it was a good thousand years for a long time. Mm-hmm. They were rapping for twenty something years. And then you got this one kid, little Yachty, make two, three songs and he become a millionaire overnight. So the older generation is like, yo, 
it's, if they feel like it's unfair, instead of saying, you know what, let me just guide him to certain things that he can do, but I do respect that. You know, this is a young man. He found this avenue. The older generations don't be, don't be showing love like that. So you got to, if you show the younger generations, you know, I understand you, you got this platform, you're doing good, but incorporate this too so everybody could, you know, like your music. They will, they will get that approach, but the young generation is like, yo, I came in the game making $2 million. <laughs> Boy, I, I listened to some of your joints. You're not popping. You're not hot right now. It's my time. That's mm -hmm. what it is. I think the older generation just doesn't embrace, like you said, the younger yeah. generation. Um, first of all, you have to have change in hip-hop. So people don't like trap music and stuff like that. I love trap music. Yeah. And um, imagine if hip-hop stayed the same. Like, how boring would that be? I think... To an extent, we should be embracing what the younger generation is saying. Well, we'll try I, I think to understand we should, what they're saying. I think we stuff. should have a mix, though. I think we should embrace the new generation, but not make our older generation just completely obsolete. Like these 80s and 90s stars. This Wu Tang. The kids don't want to hear Wu -Tang, what we used there's, to listen there's to. There's Nas, there's Jay Z. There's a few 90s staples who are still making money They're out still there. still relevant. But yeah. the large majority of them have been straight up not respected and, and people are like oh because the music's outdated and stuff like that like but I, I feel like there's not a, a respect amongst the culture but, to bridge the but gap but the thing about rap and the thing about it that's good is the older generation needs to collab with each other now and say listen this is how we gonna make money but who's Do gonna want to listen to it though besides somebody like us like the older generation the younger I generation I mean you could, listen even... you do a tour you do a nice little old school tour and then you and start breaking like listen, that some people you do like old, that but you do it's a, not embraced no, on the but high you do level an old like school tour and then what happens is through the tour, you bring some of the, um, the new generation on the tour, you know, to do a couple songs here and there, just to bring the young generation to know what's going on. You got to mix it in, mm -hmm. you know? Like, in in life, you always got to get, get help. Nobody does a thing by itself. Mm -hmm. The older generation is just so stuck on, oh, this new rap is garbage or whatever. It's a different time. It is a different time. It is a different time, but I also feel like, like... I think you have to ride with the wave, especially yeah, if you have children. You gotta know time. what they're listening yeah. to, too. But, but I, I, I also feel like, you know, besides for the fact that, you know, um, the embracing of the old school, embracing to the, to, to the new, the young culture, mm -hmm. I feel like some of them are that way, but I feel like the young culture come through so disrespectful they don't even, even even when 50 came in, as rude as 50 was to his contemporaries, to the older people, he showed respect. But 50 was a mixture of the two, right? Because 50 didn't come in. He didn't come, he came in with that, but he didn't, he like, he, he kind of, he was kind of with the old school too. 50's, let's not, 50's not young. He didn't come in like he was young, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? When he came in, when he first came in, power to dial and stuff, he was like late 20s, 30s, so he had a, Understanding of who he's to respect. You talking about kids who literally born in 1994, mm -hmm. right? You think somebody's born in 1994? I'm Some, not even somebody. Expect somebody born in 1994 don't know who Tupac is. Somebody who in yeah, 1994 don't even know who Mega is. Who who's you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Some of these some of but, these but, legends. But I get it. But when the the names you just mentioned when they came through, right? They weren't disrespecting Curtis Blow. And 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 uh, the furious but it's a different time. It's a different time. Somebody who's who's born in 1994, Soldier Boy is considered old head to them. Like you know, <laughs> you understand? Because it's a different. Yeah, it's a different time. I, so, I don't want to continue to 
spend too much time on this, on on the hip hop portion of if the slavery mentality. Yeah, it's the next issue with the slavery mentality and it's colorism, mm. right? Mm-hmm. We suffer that strongly amongst ourselves. Like, with the crazy thing about it is we're so. Like, I was on Instagram, and someone sent me a video, and it was, like, a black comedian who dressed in white face. And he went to his name. It's like, listen, you Negroes keep throwing cigarellos and, and backwards in my yard, and I'm not here for it. And, and it was supposed to be funny, but I was just like, yo, yeah, <laughs> if a white comedian did a video in black, black face and did that, yeah. we'd lose our mind. Yeah. Even with the Drake, right? The Drake did a political I thing. I saw that on the news. <laughs> with, the, with the color face, and he said the meaning for it. And some people's just like, the reason why I don't think he's, he's black. Yeah. So him and being black face, it bothers people because he's biracial, but you can't really get too upset, right? But this is the question that I had about with the colorism. It's like, Pusha T joked about Drake not being black enough, you know, his afro couldn't quite nap up, so that's why he couldn't really grow his afro. It's you know when you bat it and you nitpick at stuff, take, I yeah, get it. Different but shots. Yeah. What if Drake would have said, "Yo, push your T, you black tar baby, this, that, and the other," <laughs> the world would have went nuts. Something about tar baby, it's still right? funny. No, but, but you know me, I've been dosking all my life, so I heard it all, yeah. right? But it's just like you know, even amongst us, if a light skinned person, when a light skinned girl says, "Oh, I'm so pretty because I'm light skinned." We lose our goddamn mind. But if a dark-skinned girl talks about how beautiful she is because she's dark-skinned, we like, get it. And I, I totally get that, but it's just like, why do we use colorism amongst ourselves? Like you said, Drake could, there's no way Drake could diss Pusha T for being dark-skinned because no one's going to be here for that. Right. Even though Pusha T's poking fun at him for, like, you know, you know, not being black enough to have a thick afro or, or really being able to accept himself amongst culture. So why do we suffer from colorism? You go first. Because it, it's been such a, a hard time through society, period. It's like in TV, you know, at one point it was just, you know, dark-skinned people wasn't on TV like that. So, right, so the transition is it, still hard for people to understand it, right? Yeah. So if Drake start talking about Pusha T, oh, you black and this, whatever, boom, they're going to be like, you know, how dare you do this? You know, it would be mm-hmm. an outrage, whatever. But, you know, it, it all just social media, TV, everything, they market, the way they market stuff back in the days is different now, right? So, like, being dark-skinned now is kind of the thing, right? Like, Lapita's big star, like, you know, yeah. she's making money because now we're embracing beauty right. at all shades. Mm-hmm. But at one point, uh, social media and TV and all the genre was just... If you was light skin, you was on TV. If you was dark skin, it's harder to get roles. But I, video chicks and stuff yeah. like that. So, so that so, further kind of further kind of drives home to me that we're still feeling feeling the remnants of slavery. Where of course the it, lighter you were, the closer it to the was house. The most listen, annoying listen, thing listen, I used to hear the, my the, whole life: you're, you're, cute, you're cute for, for a brown dark, skin yeah. girl or for it, a dark skin girl. And I, I would hear that as a guy, yeah. but I was cute for a fact. I had the two tier. No, it's something. It's 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 crazy, but. It's something in society that doesn't go away, right? Still to it doesn't. This, yeah, it does still, not still, go still, away. The reason why the day, reason why I feel like it's still a pro, it's an issue that we have amongst ourselves because we can't cry and want other cultures to value us if we're struggling with valuing ourselves. You know ourselves. what's so crazy? I feel other cultures value us more than we value ourselves sometimes. I think some. I think we're the new exotic. We are. When because I, once they got past you. this, uh, go ahead. 
with the whole color thing or even with natural hair alone, I remember when I had my perm and I'm like, I'm going to cut off my hair. I don't even want it anymore. And I would get comments from black men, mostly like, oh, you cutting your hair? Don't do that. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. But then the white guys would be like, yeah, I think it would look good. It would look nice. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, why is it that men of color are not accepting, well, at the time, not accepting natural mm-hmm. and more so the white guys were like even sometimes now to this day like certain white guys would be like oh you look great you look good and i love mm-hmm. your hair and stuff like that i think that maybe we might be exotic or that might be we, exotic cha- to them. we chase we still chasing european features that's a fact it's crazy like to, to be honest with you i'm not even gonna sit there and hold you mm-hmm. i would say Maybe seven years ago, mm-hmm. I didn't like the natural look. Yeah. And then you start kind of finding yourself more and seeing the beauty in it. And yeah. to me, it's just like, hold on a second, yeah. dreadlocks, a natural look and stuff like that, especially when a woman smells good and mm-hmm. has that, to me, it's like, you're doing it. Even though if you see her, you know, I'm not married to someone who has those features and stuff like that, but I still find the beauty yeah. in it. But I still feel like as a whole, we still get our ideal of beauty from TV, yeah. from yeah. And, and what's what's deemed as beautiful, you know what I'm saying? Like, when when you see a high paid Sudanese model who's as black as midnight, black as the head, these headphones and stuff like that, you kind of get the, the the side eye from our culture. Like, she's not pretty. Why is she not pretty? Because we're still programmed for pretty. Yeah, to be a society kind of way. society set us a certain standards, right? As you was younger, you usually seeing that the lighter you are, the better you were, and on TV, on certain commercials or certain this. So even when you get older and you understand it now, it's still programming your head to be like, Damn, I, I, some people didn't make the transition yet. Mm-hmm. Like even with the natural hair thing, like we were saying, some guys don't understand it. You understand? They don't. No. They don't. They don't do their research to understand. Okay, they don't want to perm my hair because I don't want to lose all my hair in the long run. <laughs> my hair could lead to certain, you know, we don't understand it. We so program TV and certain social media make you program from young to, to how mm-hmm. you're gonna grow up mm-hmm. and how you how, like how racism play a part in it too. Mm-hmm. So so um last portion of this this topic I'm gonna ask real quick. But even with the colorism, like even for a while, because I grew up and this is like a sidebar but not really a sidebar, mm-hmm. like porn. I grew up just seeing white porn. So it took me to be a young adult to really start looking at black porn and seeing the, the beauty of it, right? Because to me, black porn was a little weird because I grew up Spice Channel and the, and, and the scrambling. <laughs> Damn, of the, the but Spice the scrambling, Channel. you didn't really have Spice only, Channel. Only, so you only would, dudes with the fake paper, if you know about that. No, but you know. <laughs> fake so, cable oh, boxes. Oh, oh, when you didn't have the channel, you would turn it and it would show you a little bit of a scene and then it would scramble a little bit. Shout out to the because, fake cable boxes. No, because we, I didn't grow up with the internet. The internet came around the time when I was a middle teen teenager right so I didn't grow up you know my discovery age of 9 to 13 14 with the internet heavy so you you grew up with Peter North instead of Peter North and stuff like that so to me it's just like I think (laughs) I think the accessibility of seeing ourselves in positive light Uh and the remnants of slavery is still affect us the last question on this topic is that I want to talk about other stuff is a large part of our culture is built on tearing each other down how can we get past that 
Nah, I really don't know how we can get past that because it's, I, it's like, even cool. even like, with the Drake and the Pusha T thing, right? To even jump back on that, I feel like everyone's just like, nah, you gotta let it play it out and stuff like that. Like I, I like to me, it would have been nice if like I, right, boom, you go back and forth and stuff like that. A older head, just like yo. It's but, whack what y'all doing. You know, let's let's listen, move past that. You know, it's but cra- you have to have it's, your cra- it's crazy because society and and uh, it just it, we're taught to be very aggressive in all things, right? We not taught to work together. We talk to, you know, and we got to do, we got to do whatever it take to make it. That and that's how that's how it is with with, with the rap game. Like you know, just to talk about the rap game. Whatever. It's hard to transition. Like, oh, how can we change it? Because mm-hmm. When they come in and they they just try to make straight good music, it's not getting appreciated. And then they 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 just say, you know what? They start talking about somebody who's on top, and everybody's going wow. Yeah. Mm. Negative stuff, people react to. Yeah. Good music, like Pusha T's been making good music for a long time. Mm-hmm. But as soon as he started going crazy on Drake, everybody's like, oh, mm-hmm. people. Some people don't even know who Pusha T is, but now that he's going crazy on Drake, they're like. Yo, his music is dope. Let's go back over. He's been making music, for good music, grinding. For we since, was in high school since, since 2002. Then. It's 2018. Mm-hmm. So, when you're doing something positive, mm-hmm. it's not. It don't react as well. You know, it doesn't it's cross crazy, over. I, which, I feel like, which, it, like think about it. Negative attention. Gets backpack, negative attention backpack music, conscious music to us is like, uh, it's cool. <laughs> it's like niche. <laughs> Kanye made it cool. <laughs> Kanye took it over the, over the top. Before Kanye, before Kanye, what you call it? Backpacker music wasn't wasn't popping like that. Now it's the J. Coles and Ken Kendrick Lamar. Those are the superstars. Kanye, Kanye, Kanye I would say he's the godfather. He of he took he took it over man, because when he that. came back, when he came strong with Jesus now working and everything. I'm not even gonna give him that energy. No, but I'm saying Kanye yeah, made right. it cool, you know. <laughs> so. All right, so let's move on to the next topic. Next topic is flirting or being nice, and I'm glad. That is so funny because one of my questions was about flirting. <laughs> okay, because I feel like there's a disconnect, and I was I was talking. Yeah, I that, uh, That's yeah. good. So why did uh, you give me the Ciroc? Yeah, I mean, you gave me the Ciroc. Sidebar: I'm not getting paid, but this Don Q, Don Q. Puerto Rican rum. That, that's he didn't give me like this much Ciroc, and I'm drinking the Ciroc. You should have given me that. But so, so the question is, flirting <laughs> or being nice? Right? Is there a disconnect between men and women when when being nice and flirting? Because to me, it's just like I'm terrible at signs, right? Mm-hmm. Like I feel like all my life I had to fight like Celia and Color Purple. Every girl <laughs> that I've ever bagged, right? I've always had to work extra hard. Like, like even when. You know, before Clifford was married, before I married and stuff like that, you know, me being a big dude, I always get that. You're cute, but I'm not into big dudes, and I get it. But, you know, certain dudes walk in and divide, and they just, you know, women gravitate to Cliff. I understand women be like, give me that face, and then we have a conversation. I make them laugh. I was about to say, you got to wheel her in with the humor. I got to wheel her in with the humor. humor. But I say that that to the, (laughs) the reason why I ask the difference, because it's just like, you know, sometimes I don't know. Sometimes I'll be with someone and be like, yo, that person was flirting with you. I was like, she was just being nice. And then sometimes I'll be with the dudes, it's my dudes, and like, the woman's just being nice. But dude's like, yo, she want me. I'm like, I didn't see it. So as as the only woman on, on the panel right now, yes, so sir. is there a disconnect between men and women what's, with what's being nice and what's flirting? Yes, absolutely. Like you have a very inviting smile and you're always like happy-go-lucky. Do you sometimes get accused of yes. like men think you're flirting with them? You're like, no, I'm just being nice to the dude. <laughs> yes, all the time. I, 
I'm like you. You can tell when I'm flirtatious if I if I start saying little punchlines and stuff. But if I'm just saying thank okay. you and smiling, even though that's a later question, like, even that's that's a later question. Uh huh. I'll I'll speed it up and say, okay, you know. So for you, for instance, what would be you smiling versus what would you not not smile? What would you be even flirting versus you just being nice? I can see why you confuse people though. How? No, I I, I know. Well, let's get the question, and I'm gonna. I'll, I'll, I can see cause, that because because your persona is very inviting okay. and very easygoing and stuff like that. So it's easy to just be be around you and you smile and you laugh and you be like, yo, I think I got a shot. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. do, and dudes, yeah. Yeah. dudes. Dudes don't necessarily need a, a, a full-fledged flirt. We need to feel like we got a shot. Yeah. So you, you give us a difference of what would be you being nice versus you flirting. Well, all right. So me being nice, if I get a compliment, thank you. With a smile. Mm -hmm. That's me being nice. But maybe a guy might take that as me flirting. But I'm just saying thank you. Mm -hmm. If I'm flirting back with you, like I'm asking you questions and stuff, I'm smiling even harder, mm -hmm. and I'm into you, then So you said smiling harder. To me, it's just like, how all do right, I so get look, that look, boom. If I go... Thank you. That's it. Thank you. That's nice. There's a guy I like. I'm into his eyes. Like, I'm like, thank you. And, you know, we're talking. I felt the difference. I felt the difference. But I felt the difference because I asked the but, question. No, you, know what? you know what? I did see the difference when you did the facial expression. <laughs> it, it helped me out. Yeah. But, it, but with the first one, you know, I, it, even as if I was single, I'm like, maybe it's a go. Because the <laughs> maybe first I might have a shot. No, the first one was more like, okay, you know, yeah. I'm going to have to break the shell of But the second one, let me know. Okay, I'm in. But now I see the difference. Exactly. Okay, so, cool. so Cliff, why do you think there's a disconnect between men and women with being nice and flirting? Um, I think the disconnect is because sometimes people's energy, like right, you know, like he, like you, what she just did with the facial expressions, it was a good, a a good, good cue, dialogue to know that. Okay, the second one is where she's interested. Yeah. Some guys are just some females and people are uh, and guys they just love themselves so they automatically think they, get, they think somebody's flirting with yeah, them at all yeah. time. But it could just be <clears throat> like I, I I'm the type of person I don't care who you are whatever boom like there's been times where I'm just generally just I, I like to talk a lot yeah. so I'll generally have a conversation with somebody whatever and the girl will be like oh she'll think that I'm interested or whatever or she'll do a little snippet I'm just like. And I'm in my head. I'm just, See, I'm just being nice. You're very charming. So I've watched you just being nice to to a woman. Excuse me. And I see her start to flirt with you. I'm like, Yo, Clifford. This is she's not even Clifford's type, but she's giving him this way. Yeah, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna shoot it down or disrespect it in any kind of way to make her feel some kind of way. But sometimes the energy, the energy you give off, you know, like. Sometimes you just got to read it, you know? It's just about really knowing who you are, you I know? feel like in my lifetime, I've left a lot on the table because I just figured that the person was being nice. And then someone had to come and tell me, like, yo, you stupid. That person was kind of feeling you. Yeah, but yeah. to me, it's just like, you know what? I never want to make an ass of myself and assume, you know? Mm -hmm. when, I, when I want you, I straight up like, yo, I don't care if I'm going to get shot down or not. I can't leave it on the table. Yeah. So that the, I think the biggest mistake I ever made when I was courting and dating is just that when I get rejected by someone that I want, mm -hmm. I always feel like, okay, you know what? I hit a pothole or a roadblock. I got to go around and keep going. And I feel like the way that you win in this game is just like, okay, boom, you get knocked down, go back in the game and go, go get something else. Yeah. I waste too much energy on something that's not really there. And I think to me, that's where, that's the disconnect. So 
Next question is, what is a clear sign that a woman is just being nice? Just being nice is when a woman answers one word answers. I'll give you one word answers. Yes. yes. That's right just being that. nice. You know what? Fellas, just, just when, a, when a woman give you Clifford one word Listen, the view of the week just now. <laughs> when, a woman right. give, when a woman give you one word answer, she's just being she's nice. She's just not that You know, she's you. just being nice. So you, you might be shooting your shot or whatever and she keeps hitting you with her. Yeah, that's cool. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you, sweetie. Because yeah. oh, I always oh, feel women's right. never you, short you, with words you, you, if she yeah, really yeah. wants right. to. If I'm really into you, I'm going to text you, how was your day? What mm-hmm. are you doing? You what have are you a good day. Out? You have you a know. good day. Oh, maybe next time. You enjoy the game, you know. But, mm-hmm. may, oh, you know, whatever. One word answers yeah. mean she's just being nice. Yep. Flirting. Uh, that, that's what the question right? what, what the question was what is a clear sign of a woman just being nice so one let's, let's just have a woman yeah. he's absolutely right just being nice is a one word answer mm-hmm. like yeah. or even if you don't even go back and forth with dialogue if someone's like how was your day you're just like fine and you're not even asking them how their day was that's yeah. absolutely a yeah. hint because to me it's just like you know what is the, it's, it's crazy right because to me like I said not to repeat myself but all my life I had to fight so <laughs> Sometimes I'll get the word when well, answer. Say it again. All my life I had to fight. Like you, you understand? You sound even, like you were dropping bars no, just now. Even, even, even with my wife, and we joked about this the other day. It's just like my first date with her. Even though we had mad phone conversations and everything was cool. Yeah. Our first date. Every time I said something to her, she'd smile and then looked at her watch. I remember you told me that story. So to me, it was just like, damn. None of my none of my bars were falling, but I I, I I felt like you know what I like this person, and I just came out of a bad situation. How, when you say just came out, how was the gap? So February, um, February, I went out. Let me try. You got a yeah. new you got a yeah. new red yeah. Girl? Yeah. So February, I went out. I, I went out with yeah. this girl, and she kept telling me she was like, "Moth, you're so nice and sweet." This and another, and like you know. I would love to, when I'm ready to settle down, I would love to meet someone like you, but I'm not ready to settle down this time. It was some friends on conversation, but what made me quit the girl was, I was just like, she's like in the, mix it or straight? No, mix it. it. So she was like, in the future, someone like you will be perfect for me. And I I had to finally tell myself, who am I going to be in the future that I wasn't to that girl right now? She was bullshitting. She just didn't want to. So that was in February. I told, I told, I told God, look, I've been going back and forth with this girl for the last three years, almost four years, mm-hmm. and I know I need to move on. God, Absolutely. please send me someone to distract me from from this girl. And then, how long did it take for God to give you? Like a wife? month, a month later, you Mike, don't think you know, Sensei is the one who introduced me to to my wife, and he told me like, "Yo, are you looking to get back in the game? You know, game whatever." And I was just like, is this girl just looking for fun? Because I'm not looking for something serious. He said, no. She's not just a looking for fun person. So in the beginning, I was like, nah. Then I said, you know what? You got to get back in the game by sharpening your skills. But even after a month after being in a four-year situation, you were willing to get Because back the situation in that? never gave me security to feel like, you okay. know, she would spend the night one time and then ghost me for a couple weeks and stuff like that. Like, it never this was is delicious. It is delicious. It's right? good. Yeah, it's really good. Yo, yeah. Don Q, Puerto Rican rum. Yeah. You need to give it's us smooth. a deal. It's I will smooth. promote you. To, I like that. But it's smooth. I, I'm definitely gonna start buying it. So to I get, don't even like alcohol. To, like to, get, to get back to it, mm-hmm. it's just like you know, 
I always had to fight. So even though my wife gave me the, the cues that she wasn't interested, yeah, I kept going at it. And sometimes you win, but then sometimes you wind up getting locked up for stalking. So you need to know the difference <laughs> of when you continue to go on or not, That's right? That's funny. So, like, you know, um, give us another clear sign that a woman is just being nice. Because sometimes the word one answers is just like, okay, you may not be in the mood, but you want me to keep If she's doing further. that for the whole week, then that's her being nice. It's her being nice mm-hmm. for the whole week. You have your days. Well, I don't. I'm always like this. Mm-hmm. But some people have their days where they really just feel shitty and they have their happy days. But if she's constantly doing it to you after a week, she's not really into you. Or if she's answering your text messages three hours late. Come on. Yeah. I mean, I we always know feel we like have our busy moments, but I feel at the like same a, time. A woman. If you're into a, a man guy. is usually near their phone. If I'm into a guy, I look at my phone and I'm like, oh, he texts me. I'm going to text him right and back. And the reason why I say <laughs> some people are never really that busy, because even when I'm busy, sometimes I'm in a meeting. Yeah. Right? Your meeting, meeting is meetings not going to be three bored. hours. Your meetings in three hours long? No, but well, right. your meetings get bored, so sometimes you look at your phone, you might answer real quick and then go back. You're not you're not typing, you know, essays, but you know what I'm saying? You're saying something, you're letting the but person know. But then after know. the meeting, you're going to text, oh, sorry, I was in a meeting, is everything all right? Or blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah. People are not into you, they're not going to text you that shit. They're mm-hmm. just going to look at their phone like, oh, I'll get back to him tomorrow, or I'll get back to him whenever I can. So I would say when you're giving one-word answers, and then also when you're just answering whenever... Like, you're just answering, you text me on Monday, and I'm going to answer you Tuesday morning. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't care. Yeah. If you really like that guy, you're going to text him right back yeah. as soon as you get a free a I free think another, another sign, me being a friend zone dude, that dudes <laughs> realize she's just horrible. being nice, is when you say something like, mm, wow, you're looking really good and sexy. She's like, thanks, pal. <laughs> Thanks, bro. Well, she's letting you know that that, you that that dynamic is not cool. That response, that three word syllable, pal. You know, what I'm saying? Oh, pal. Right. You know bro, <laughs> bro, <laughs> or or, th- or thank you for saying that. One word syllable. Oh, that was that was sweet of you. Anything that you feel like, even your aunt could respond back to you with that response. This, you know, <laughs> maybe, maybe that's not nothing you need to chase. So the last question on this topic, right? Mm-hmm. And the topic was flirting or being nice. Has the lack of proper flirting etiquette led to New York women being considered mean? Because a lot of men, including myself, feel like New York women are mean. You do? Yes. But I also feel like, you know, New York women get exposed to a lot of BS. Especially yeah. just how the attitude of New York men is, especially how the city is. I think it's a New York is. thing in general. We are always on the go. Like, yeah. even me, when yeah. I leave my house, let's just say if I'm just going to the store. So I'm you, rushing to the store for no reason, mm-hmm. and I'm like, why am I being so aggressive? Yeah, yeah, We're just aggressive yeah, New yeah. Yorkers. And so do you think it's a, it's, a, it's a lack of proper flirting etiquette, not necessarily just on the woman, just on both parties in New York? Like, you know, people don't, don't know what's, you know, the true signs of flirting or being nicer than we always just be like. Because I... It go to zero to 100 real quick sometimes in New York, where it's just like, hey, Ma, you look beautiful. She's like, okay, thank you, and keep walking. But you know, F you then, B, you know what I'm saying? You, like, know, you know what it is, right? It's Wait, I have a quick question. Yeah. I got broed before. Does that mean that that Wait. person didn't like me? It, give us context. What do you mean you got broed? He was like, listen, bro. And then he just went on with the uh, subject. Yeah. He doesn't because, like me? Nah, because guys take time <laughs> when... when Guys take time not to alienate women because mm. <laughs> even when guys aren't really feeling a, a, a woman, yeah. guys leave it like guys leave bad Wednesdays 
on on the shelf, right? Yeah. Guys never burn all their bridges with a woman that they feel potentially might even be good just for head. Right? <laughs> because there's a statue of relationship, sex, and head. If you've seen yeah. what a guy considered the standards of just for head, it's some monsters out there like some who are good. No, 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 no. Crackheads is not safe because you think you think of the the repercussions of bringing you disease and stuff. Right. I'm saying something that they don't find attractive at all, but she got a mouth. You know what I'm saying? There's there's levels to that. So, I like if a guy's just broing you, I think he's you annoyed him, or he's just like yo. The energy is taken to even get there. It's nah, not we worth were just it. Playing around with each other. Okay. Okay. Okay, okay. Okay. But anyway, so um, go ahead. So so the question was: Has the lack of proper flirting etiquette led to New York women being considered mean? Uh, like I feel like no. I mean, like I said, New York is just naturally with that, and everything is like yeah. a, a bitchy. Some people. I I, I think. Let me answer. I think it's just. It's not just about women in general, yeah. men too, right? In New York, it, it's just an aggressive feel. Mm-hmm. Like, we, me and you both went to SUNY schools for college, right? I went to Binghamton, you went to Buffalo, right? Mm-hmm. And you could go to the supermarket and everybody's so pleasant and nice. And Outside like, of New York City. Yeah, yeah. you like, yeah, exactly. What's, what's going like, You like, dog, why are you so happy? I'm not with that. Like, you, yeah. you feel like it's weird. In New York, we just have a so aggressive like. We so do. it's like, it's like when you're flirting or you're shooting your shot. Mm-hmm. If that person's not interested, they automatically come off like, man, fuck off. I'm gonna take it. You know, I'm gonna take it one step further. I think New Yorkers on both sides of the table mm-hmm. think they're so fly that they deserve that attention and that energy. Yeah, yeah that's true. New Yorkers yeah. sometimes even to go to the store, we really take time to get dressed, we throw on our jewels and stuff like that. So we always think we about to get money everywhere we go. So <laughs> but you, you, gotta you spit have, that you game you gotta have and that then when attitude. a woman doesn't give you that time, you're just like, yo, she don't, everybody in New York think they big meech. You know what I'm saying? Everybody <laughs> think that they're getting it. Everybody think that they at that level. So I feel like people don't take the time out. Like for a New York man to accept the curve he got to be like, she's so bad, I know, I, I got to expect the curve, and they'll keep her respect. But if a New York man thinks you just I, and you curve him, oh, you he's going to give you the devil. He is going to give you the devil. Yeah, and, but, but that, that's super corny. That's, that's not a... But that's, that's how New York that, is all. That's New York is, that is, before. but it's just like, you as a, as a grown man, or what you call it, like that's, that's corny to me. Like, you know, if you get curved, and she just, you know, she did it respectfully, whatever. Just leave her alone. It's, I agree it's, with that. You, you going on, oh, cursing all that. Yeah, you, yeah. you, not only you look like a fool because you were just trying to talk to her. Now it, it shows you your character as a man. Yeah. Like, like, now you acting like. And my, my thing about it somebody is, it's else. just like, yo, it's just like, you got to think about it also that this is the thing that I want New York men to think about. When you spit, you got rejected and stuff like that. You got to think about it. When you have a woman, right? She gets hollered at all the time. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Some some things, you know, entertain. Some things you don't and stuff like that. You got to understand, like, yo, you got to expect for sometimes for a woman to curve you because you don't know the whole, she could have a man, she could have stuff like that. If, if you expect everyone to be all friendly and stuff like that, you got to expect your women's and, and people face smiling too. So you got to understand there's an energy about the universe and stuff I like agree. that. I agree. 
know what I'm saying? I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Because if you if you feel like every woman you speak to is supposed to be all up in your face, your woman could be that same woman that's all up in these people's that's face. That's a fact. Right. That's so a fact. we're going to move to the last topic. And the last topic is called... We're going to have a question after that. If I okay. Can, if I so can you know what? It, we have enough time. Oh, we we, we, we right. push your time. Ask your question, then we'll go to the last topic. All right. So my question is, mm-hmm. first of all, how do you guys feel about your wives having male friends and hanging out with their male friends? See, uh, that's a great question. And wait, great. that's not even the question I have. The question is, is she obligated to tell you that she smashed her male friend? All right. Oh, look so, at my face. Look, look, I'm going to start Does off first. Does she have to tell you? Let's say it's, so we're in 2018. I'm going to answer it two ways. But wait, we're in 2018, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. All right. So she smashed him in 99. I'm, I'm, but they're still friends. But the 99 to the 2000, that's a body that still counts. She so could have smashed him in 84. Does she have to tell you is the question. Does she have to tell you? And would you let her hang out with him once you find out? First uh, first of all, I'm, I'm going to start off like this. My wife doesn't have God friends. The God friend she has is... Is that before you? No, listen, listen. My wife, did, my wife had God friends before me, but I told her straight up, if you want me to take you serious, I'm not into investigations of... I'm not trying to play law and order with my relationship. So you can't have no male friends outside of the friends that you know. My my wife's friends is my brothers or or ten of my dudes that was in my wedding. Shout out to them. Yeah. And stuff. Ten. That's yeah. Big big that's a big, big wedding. wedding. So my <laughs> I, I set the president. Let's know if you want to if you want to get serious. This is these are the rules and regulations that I abide by. And I don't have female friends. I have associates, right? Yeah. And it's a whole different ballgame. It's not like where um. Texting them all the time, hanging out with them, and then I bring them, I, I, I introduce them to my wife. I always talk to my wife. That's why a lot of the time in social media, I don't disrespect this to the point where I always put pictures and let no, 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 I'm in a relationship. Yeah, stuff. Mm-hmm. because it's important to make the person feel comfortable. You know, guys, that relationship's done. Wait a minute, though. Or so she doesn't have male friends. So you, could you really answer this question then? Like, so let's say if she had a male friend named Ben ever since she was in kindergarten, and she smashed Ben in 1999. Y'all are married now. Do you feel like you need to know that she smashed Ben, and would you let her hang out with Ben again? Not need to I need, know. I need, I need, I need to. Okay, go ahead. Let me, go let me ahead. answer this, right? So <laughs> Give it one, to me, Marv. She, the reason why, like, I don't have her around anybody that I smashed, so she can't do the same thing. The reason, it's tough because anybody who knows me, I have a lot of female friends. Like, mm-hmm. especially post-college my female friends have kept it more 100 with me than my male friends from college. So, I'm, my wife has met all, the, all all my female friends. Has she been receptive to all of them? No. You know what I'm saying? But I, I don't have anybody around her mm-hmm. that I smashed. You know what I'm saying? Because to me, that women get spicy, men get spicy, because sometimes people just want to be spiteful. Mm-hmm. So you can't have me around a dude who's going who's gonna to potentially say something crazy or talk crazy. What if they were best friends? And they smashed a couple of times, and they realized that it wasn't meant to be, yeah. and they were hanging out. They that's hanging out something. Still. Listen, that's something. Keep it a hundred. She needs that. to keep that to herself because if I find so, out, it's a wrap. All right, so she shouldn't know that she smashed. That you shouldn't know that she smashed Ben. Let me tell you, if she has respect for you in the first place, mm-hmm. and she did have that male friend even before y'all get serious, or you know when the relationship gets serious, right? Mm-hmm. She's got to have that conversation. With, Listen, I have a friend. This is my closest friend. For since for years and stuff, um, you know, we also had relationships in the past. 
are you comfortable with that? Because she got to give me that dialogue before even I, I, I jump over the loop. Yeah. So now I know, okay, we just, we're taking it slow. We're not going to go to the nah, next she level. Would you be more mad that she didn't tell you and you find out yourself later? Hell 100%, yeah. 100%. Because, because that's what else, the deception. What else do you hide? Let me tell you, dudes are so arrogant. Dudes feel like if Maybe I smash. Maybe she was hiding it from you because she knows that there's nothing with Ben. Nah. Dudes no, always feel like if I smash once, I can smash twice. Dudes always <laughs> feel like their baby mother is always a layup. Their and baby you know, mother you know could what, be married you know and pregnant. I'm not trying to be sexist. I'm old school Asian man, but I'm not trying to be sexist. You know what guy You're about friends, to say the most sexist shit. That's a fact. <laughs> you know what guy friends do? Like what a man, do guy a man that knows disrespect. If you called your guy friend right, one of your guy friends right now and say, uh-huh. yo, come over at 830, I'm going to fuck. You know what he's going to do? And this is a guy friend that you, he respects you and everything. He's going to be like, yo, this is you? You serious? <laughs> He going to ask to see what's going on. He is. Yo, and then what you go, but you say, nah, come at 8.30. I'm ready to go. He going to pull up like nothing ever happened. And this is your guy friend who you, who you been to, who you tell all your problems or whatever. He going to turn the table like, if, even if you just say, yo, come through. I want you to eat the pussy. He's still going to come through and eat your pussy. Because he going to try to eat it so good to convert to fuck you. And that's why the reason why I don't play the dialogue with the guy friend. I had, a, I had a female friend. But then if you trust the person that you with. I had a female friend in college, which you call it. Um, my wife knew who she is and stuff, which you call it. She came on to me one time, mm-hmm. and, and which you call it. I shut it down because I know I, I know once we got it in, mm-hmm. it would never be the same. Yeah. It would never be the same. The conversations is different. Mm-hmm. It, it's not going to be the same. Yeah. You understand? Once, once you cross paths like that, mm-hmm. it ain't going to be the same. Because now you can't vent to this person because... He might, him or vice versa, both parties, it might be so good. Like, you know, now you you really like this person because he has all the chemistry you had. So that's why it's better with your relationship to keep I got to answer honestly as well because I still have female friends and I, I want the liberty to be able to hang out with my female friends. I know there's limits to it as far as me being at their crib, mm-hmm. me being one-on-one with them. I, I want to say I'm open-minded to, to to give my wife that same kind of courtesy and stuff like that. I think, honestly, there could be some male friends I would let my wife hang out with and stuff, you know. Matter of fact, there was an old co-worker who was a male male friend that my wife said, could she go to lunch with him? And I said, sure. That's so nice that she asked. Yeah, and I, and I said, sure. It was an old co-worker of hers and her sisters from, mm-hmm. from back in the day. And I said, That's sure. That's different. I'm not power-tripping off that. Because everybody go to lunch. Let me, let me finish, bro. Let me finish, bro. <laughs> but that someone that you used to smash, uh-huh. nah, that energy is just a different energy, especially with dudes. Tell them, dudes always feel like if I smash once smash yeah. and, and, and it wasn't a, a F performance, I could smash again. And women... Women like to keep their body counts limited. So sometimes women recycle dudes who they're not really feeling, but just to get their nut off and not have another notch on their belt. Mm. Guys don't care. <laughs> Guys don't care about the numbers. Yeah, guys don't care about, care the, about the miles on the odometer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Guys, guys will push a 200,000-mile car. Women want to keep their mileage a certain kind of mileage. So right. it, it, it's tough. You, you had another question? You didn't answer the question. What about you? What do you feel about that? Oh, no, I think it's disrespectful. Like, if I have a... I'm, I'm one of those... Uh, when I'm into my guy, I'm really into him. I wouldn't hang out with a bunch of male yeah. friends and stuff like that. Yeah. No, it's not happening. Yeah. I would more than likely just be with my guy. Yeah. So, the topic time... When it's time to let go, we're going to carry that over for another show because we're not going to get a full chance to go through it. We only have, like, five minutes left. So, we're going to let you ask another question. 
Uh, this is a sexual question. Okay. What is bad pussy? When a guy is like, when he's hitting, I had this like, question. I had this question earlier where someone was saying like, you know, oh, I can't answer the question. If, if, if let me just say this: if you want, if you could build a perfect woman, like you know, is good pussy like a prerequisite? I, I just feel like, yo, is there such a thing as bad pussy? Yes, hundred percent. But is I, it wide but, open? Pussy no, no. I just feel like, like dry that pussy? pussy's not it? getting wet for you. I, I feel like so a woman's pussy could be dry as Sahara for you and get oh me so horny for the next dude. So sometimes that's part of the equation. But go ahead, you answer that. So question. wait, the are reason you telling me that dry pussy is wrong? It's not good pussy. But what if it was open wide? Like the reason. Listen, you can still a stretched hole. I, I I didn't enjoy some loose wet joint. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I didn't. You don't feel yeah. like you killing it, but you still enjoy it. But go ahead, you answer. So that what question. makes pussy whack when a girl the, sits the, still? The, no, nah, it's not even. Listen. The reason what make pussy bad, like, when my man called me, yo, Cliff, I can't believe this shit. That, that pussy was garbage, my nigga. I invested a lot of time. And I said, I told you. You know what I mean? She bad, but she, you know, she might be, able, she might not be able to fuck like that. The problem is, what makes bad pussy is the communication factor of it, right? Sex is about getting better, right? Mm-hmm. So if that person ain't willing to, like, uh, the first time you fuck somebody, you uh-huh. don't know them. Okay. You, you so both. Yo, sometimes that first time could some, be horrible, some, some and then time, you yeah, gotta learn saying, each other's that's bodies. Saying, that's what I'm saying. Right. Sometimes the connection is not there yet because right. yeah, you know, that's what sometimes can make bad pussy. Bad pussy should be judged on three times of fucking somebody because the first time you meet them, you just you just trying to fill them out, yeah. right? And then you, as a man, you could be so excited. You nut in 2.2 seconds because you was waiting for this so long. You took mm-hmm. it 50 dates and then you finally got <laughs> it or vice versa, whatever. Mm-hmm. So by the third time, that per- y'all should have that conversation to see who's going to improve. Because if you're bad pussy, is somebody who's just, who's just laying down. I here. think every guy I was has gonna different say, definitions. So my, 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 my quick summary uh, definition of bad pussy is unenthusiastic, okay. yeah. dry as hell. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you have issues and cause it, but that's going to be part of your crazy. Under your dry as hell and just complaining. A lot of it is mental as well because I think if a woman is into it, Mm -hmm. it's hard for the pussy to be whack. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait. You said it's hard for a pussy to be wet if she's into it? Oh, whack. Okay. If she's into it. If she's into it, you know what I'm saying? Nah, that's not true. Because even if if she's into it, trust me. You know, Dude, I, listen, no, I, I'm not that full of myself to say my meat is so big that, oh, she couldn't take my meat and stuff like no. that. Because sometimes that's a definition of she can't take that wood, Some, so that's the, why the, the, the pushback, the push, listen, the pushback of penetration and all that and stuff, that that, that could be a sign of damn. She, I thought Shorty was going to give it all. She, kept, she was going to give it all, and she kept pushing back. That's a sign of bad bad pussy for a guy. But to me, that's part but, of the unenthusiastic. But, but what, not yeah, that's what I'm saying is it's all about communication, right? Because okay. you could have bad dick because a dude could be 15 mm. inches and not know what the fuck he's doing Absolutely with it. Yeah. So it's all or about... Or hurting you and not taking into consideration about, of what's going about, on. First of all, it's not really such thing with bad pussy or bad dick because it's about no, learning. No, it's, 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 it's about bad, bad pussy no, and bad dick out there. Because no, we gotta, no, no, no. We got we to gotta end soon. We got, we, 
ahead, finish it's about learning the body, period. Once mm-hmm. you learn the body, period. I think period, you do have to learn the body. You got to learn the body. That's what I'm saying. It That's is. It is. It is. The first time it's, to be so fucked up, but once you keep learning each yeah, other, it's it like, is. No, it is. It's the greatest sex I have. It is that. So, it's about learning the body. Before we close out, give us your definition of what's bad dick, and then we're going to If he doesn't know how to use it, like they say, the motion in the ocean, you can have a big ass dick, and you don't know how to work it, and the girl is just sitting there like, is this shit going to be over? Because I'm ready to go. Yeah, okay. that's a fine. Or he's hurting me. Or so, what are your expectations for him to, to be like? You know, he worked it well. Like, what are you expecting from that? What am I expecting from what? Say it again. What what what, are, <laughs> what kind of movements are you expecting for you to be like? Yeah, that was some good day. Well, each woman is different. <laughs> for me. We're asking Amanda. We're asking each woman. <laughs> Slow, long strokes. <laughs> Slow, long strokes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Do you want to hear shit talking? Yeah. Okay. There's other things. What about you? That? Before we end out. <laughs> Um, you know, I just, I just like, like, like I said, I, I, she got to be into it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's Pas- about it. She, I, she I don't need, you, I need you don't, you don't need to give me an Oscar performance. I, just, I don't want to feel like you faking it. No, right. But I, 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 I want to hear those moans. Right. I want to hear that, it's that breathing, passion, that breathing and that moans. If, but if you, know you call what? me Poppy, that to works me, too. it's passion, sucking, pa- yeah, kissing, passion, all that. But you mm-hmm. know what? I, um. I'm comfortable enough for myself. I know when I give A, a pluses performance, mm-hmm. and I know when I gave a C or D. Sometimes you're just so tired, you, you know, you might give that C or D performance. Mm-hmm. It's just about learning the body and also the communication factor. You know, everybody know, like, oh, damn. Even as a woman, you know, like, damn, I put it on them today because yeah. I wasn't, I, was, I had that energy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everybody know when it's different. So it's about just being comfortable and expressing yourself. I think a lot of times, a lot of times people fail with, um, the whole bad pussy, bad dick thing because they don't tell the partner, like, listen, man, yeah. you might have to tell the dude, listen, man, you packing, whatever, but you need to slow it down a little bit. That fashion, yeah. that shit might have worked on the young girls. I'm, I'm a little yeah. older. I, I want yeah, you like, to make love to me tonight. Every, every, you know every session saying? ain't a porn yeah, scene. Everything, every session ain't a porn is about scene. Learning. Even me, I'm like, yeah, you know what? Should you know, take some time. You don't got to push back or whatever. You know, whatever. Like, vice versa. It's just about communication. Communication yeah. is very important right. in sex. That's what I think. So, that is another edition of the Views from the Friend Zone podcast. Thank you very much, Amanda. It was a great episode. Mm-hmm. I want to give Amanda time to shout out what she got going on. I told her she should have brought something, but go ahead. I know. Time and everything was crazy. Um, I do make soy candles. Mm-hmm. The name of uh, my company is Amanda Marie's Home Collection. That's my name. Mm-hmm. So I make soy candles. They're mm-hmm. all natural candles. Next time you come, you got to let them see the candles. I am. I definitely and stuff am. like that. So yes. is there... Like a Instagram, Instagram Amanda it? Marie's um, home collection, and also on Facebook, Amanda Marie's home collection. Cool, cool. Mm-hmm. All right, Cliff, you got anything you want to shout out? Um, I'm just, you know. I didn't do a shout out. <laughs> shout out. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I like a shout out to my homegirl, Jamie. I love her to death. Um, of course, Jamie, my come family. through if you're not. I, if she you're never not wants sh- to come shy. through. Okay. And I also want to shout out one of my friends. I call him MCK. So, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Um, I just want to shout out to. um. Shout out to my family and friends, good friends. Just you know, just stay positive and just try to live your life because, you know, a lot of unexpected things are coming to happen into people and you never know. So you just gotta enjoy it while you're here. That's all I'm saying. So I, I want to shout out, you know, everybody who's continuing to support us. You know, it's the summertime. It's hard to like you know be in a house during this time, but continue to support views from the friends on podcast we love the support it helps us continue to grow shout out to sensei who couldn't make it but you know it's all love sensei will be here next time shout out to sensei's daughter i'm not going to shout out her name because i don't know if he wants her name to be out there but today's her birthday and that's my goddaughter 
I love you. Happy birthday. Many more. She'll probably never hear the show because it's too <laughs> rated. <laughs> but I just want to send yeah. that happy birthday love in the universe. So, you know, we out. Peace. Peace. Views from the friend zone. Mom trying to be, I'm trying to reach the end zone. You think I'm kind of sweet and you want to be friends though? It's cool though. Just don't try to play me for no fool, yo. Views from the friend zone. Mom trying to be, I'm trying to reach the end zone. You think I'm kind of sweet and you want to be friends though? It's cool though. Just don't try to play me for no fool, yo.